Welcome to Translation Confidential. This is Peter Argandizo and Patrick Daly. And today we're joined by our guest, Kyle Rumble. Today's topic is going to be about WordPress development. We're going to cover some best practices for developing your website as well as for translating your website in WordPress. Kyle, welcome. And why don't we just get things rolling, Kyle? Tell us a little bit about how you got into WordPress development. Sure. So um, I got into WordPress development about 2009. Um, at the time, I'd already been, already been building websites since about 2000. Um, but uh, it reached a point where I had been building all these custom websites myself. And I just figured there must be a better way and an easier way to get stuff done and be more productive. And at the time, there was probably about three content management systems that were quite popular. Those were uh, WordPress, uh, Joomla, and Drupal. And I had to do some research and decide which one I wanted to use. Um, and thankfully, I chose WordPress um, because the other two, um, Joomla has sort of fallen off. You know, they haven't really kept up with development over the years. And Drupal's definitely more for um you know larger enterprise type sites um so wordpress has been great for me um and i've been doing that since 2009 so i probably built about over 500 websites using wordpress since 2009 um so you can tell how quickly you know it can make a website and i've also been uh, using wpml so working with websites that have translations since about 2012. Wonderful. Well, thanks for sharing that. And um, out of full disclosure, so Kyle um, collaborates with us here at Argo Translation on WPML websites. Uh, there are times when we're working on projects with clients and it needs a little deeper reach. It needs some assistance on the WPML side. And Kyle's been phenomenal at um, charting that out for our clients. So why don't we start here, Kyle? If I'm a new client uh, and I call you up for, for WordPress development and, you know, I'm not sure what CMS I'm going to use, but I'm leaning towards WordPress. Let's just assume we're, you know, we're leaning in that direction. What are some tips or some best practices you would give a client uh, who's launching into a brand new WordPress site? Uh, if someone's launching a brand new WordPress site, it's definitely going to depend whether or not they have an existing website of some sort. Um, a lot of clients come to me with an existing website that isn't built um, on a on a platform like WordPress, and so they've got a lot of static content that hasn't been updated in a while. And usually, their their reasons for moving to a to WordPress is because they want to grow, um, you know, and do more things with their with their business online. Um, and they've just sort of been stuck because there's no way to update your site if it's not on a content management system. Um, there's a little more that that goes into that conversation, you know, when we get together and you know deciding what type of goals they have and. Um, you know, what level of, of technical skill they have, you know, because you can do a lot with WordPress, um, you know, so depending on what their needs are too, and, you know, based on their business and that. So um, there's lots of conversations that happen. Um, one of the things I think would be, um, you know, knowing what their goals are, you know, like really figuring out what it is they want to accomplish with their website because it's, they haven't really been doing anything with it. Um, and, you know, me getting to know their business so that I can help them, help them out better. Um, that's one of the, you know, the most fun things and also the one most challenging things being a developer and using WordPress is, you know, we just don't, you know, use WordPress to build a website. We also have to 
you know, get to, to know the, the client and their business and what it is they do and, um, and have to do that really, really quickly. Um, so it, it's fun and challenging. That makes a lot of sense, Cal, because I, I would imagine, you know, one of the things that, you know, why do clients have websites, right? They're trying to generate leads. They're maybe trying to collect information from their clients, um, you know, orders, e-commerce. So I bet there's a lot of different things that go into it. There definitely are. Um, and, and that's a thing. And and a lot of the times when I, you know, we have a strategy se- strategy session with the client, um, what they think they may need and, you know, what they actually do need, you know, ends up being a, a much larger gap um, just because they also don't know what's possible with WordPress. Like you said, you know, like from, you know, you can take payment with a simple form on your website or you can just be a blogger. Um, you can have an e-commerce site and sell services or products. You could be an online coach selling courses or you could run a membership site, you know, just selling rest- access to restricted content. So, there's so many things you can do with WordPress um, and, you know, some of those things you can set up yourself and some of those things are going to take a little more experience and technical skill. And so that's why, you know, I, I get paid to do what I do. Um, but, you know, once everything's set up, it's really great because we're able to set things up with WordPress in a way that allows the, the customer to then, um, you know, manage all most of those things themselves, um, you know, with, the, with not too much difficulty. Yes, that's a great point, Kyle. I mean, there are, you know, different levels, obviously, as you work in WordPress and WPML more, the more you pick up. Um, And so then my my next question to you would be, you know, what are your tips, best practices for number one, working in WPML, and then two, um, updating content in WPML as well? Absolutely. Uh, So the biggest things with WPML is, if you're starting from an existing site, um, there, there could be some compatibility issues, um, you know, making sure that your theme is set up for translation, um, you know, depending how old it is and, you know, who built it or if you, you know, purchased a premium theme. If you're starting from scratch, you're definitely going to want to make sure that you, um, you know, build with best practices for, you know, uh, WPML or you choose a theme that's compatible. Uh, WPML on their website will let you know what themes and plugins are compatible. Um, so it's really important just to, you know, to choose the right starting point. Um, and from there as well, um, it's also important to make sure that when you, you know, you get WPML set up that you don't miss uh, installing any of their plugins. Um, you know, a lot of the time when we go in and we check out someone's installation because they're having some troubles, you know, getting started or whatever, and we we notice it's just a matter of, you know, they've missed installing a couple additional plugins um, that, uh, that help with translation for other plugins. So, like, for example, you know, there's a forum plugin called Gravity Forms, and for translation, you need one of their WPML add-ons for that, or Yoast SEO uh, plugin for WordPress. There's an add-on for WPML for that one as well. So that, that's pretty much the biggest thing, just making sure also everything's configured. Um, you know, there is some setup. Um, required to get started with WPML when you're using it. And they have great documentation, but, uh, you know, everyone's always in a rush to get going and they, they don't always know what to look for. So um, when you install it, you know, there's a little bit of setup time. So just making sure that you get those covered. Yeah, so you mentioned that um, having everything configured and the setup, that is hugely critical. We want to, you know, fix those things on the front end so that the back end is all smooth. Imagine if you're translating 
into five, 10 languages, you want to have that front end hammered out so your problems don't multiply by five. Um, and building off of that, the one of the most important things I've found when managing projects is to test the content exchange. So that would be sent through translations as if you're doing a live job. What we'll do is we'll send back some sort of placeholder, whether it's all asterisks, uh, machine translation, or all capitals. What that'll do is give your development team a good sense of what content is being picked up and possibly more importantly what content is not being picked up for translation so we really want to make sure that we hammer through all that testing on the front end like i said to make sure that the back end is a lot easier for everyone involved absolutely and there are so many themes and plugins out there and so there's so many you know authors that have created these and they all do things a little bit differently so you know there are going to be a little bit you know a few um, not bugs, but just a few challenges, you know, setting things up so that everything's configured properly. Um, and yeah, testing is super, super important because of that. Well, and I, I, you know, since we're fortunate enough to have Kyle here today, I thought, you know, why don't we get into the weeds a little bit, um, you know, dig a little bit deeper. So one of my questions is, Kyle, I know we've had, um, well, I don't know if I want to call them issues, but they're stumbling blocks uh, around custom fields. If you could speak a little bit to, you know, what does a client need to do if they have custom post types or custom fields? What are some of the steps they need to follow to follow to make that work properly in WordPress and WPML? Absolutely, yeah. So one of the plugins that is, you know, widely used across websites and usually from developers is called Advanced Custom Fields. Um, and it just allows you to add extra content to your website. And then, you know, it's, it's, from there, it's built into the, to the template. Um, and one of the challenges is just, you know, setup. Um, you know, clients don't realize that you have to go through WML and go through the settings and, and make sure all those fields are set for translation. Um, and so what happens a lot of the time is, um, you know, WML gets installed and, and the advanced custom fields add-on actually for WML gets missed when they set things up. And they go and run a couple translations tests, and um, you're, you just end up seeing, you know, either English content, uh, you know, on the translated page, or you know, missing content. And the reason is just because you know those settings weren't configured properly. Um, and then you know everyone, you know, everyone panics at first for a couple seconds, but then once you go in and you just make sure everything's adjusted properly, everything works fine. So. Great. Thank you. And how about for SEO considerations? Um, you know, what are some things that clients should think about in terms of working with the Yoast SEO plugin and that functionality in WPML? Does that allow them to then, you know, flow content through like their keywords through, or do they still have to like maybe do that manually via an Excel or something? How does that part of it work? No, that's the great thing about WPML. You, when they send off the content for translation, um, those, uh, keywords and, and title tags and anything to do with uh, SEO can get translated and sent back. Um, right through the interface. A, pardon me? Right uh, through, yeah, the through the interface. Yeah, you can do it manually right. or the translation. Um, you guys can translate it and send it back to them as well. So there's an add-on, though, that gets missed, like we said, a lot of the time. So Yoast has a WPML add-on plugin uh, that adds that additional you know, um, connection between the two. Um, so that's all taken care of. Wonderful. And in terms of best practices, Kyle, like I know sometimes clients are 
Um, you know, especially in the beginning, like, you know, they might have the initial seed, like their big website that they've developed, say, all right, we're going to get this whole thing translated. But do you have any tips on the maintenance? Because I know sometimes people will like assign jobs on top of jobs. And, you know, there's some tricks in terms of keeping things up to date. Any tips on best practices for how to maintain the site or handle updates? Yeah, so moving backward just a little bit, one of the things I find that uh, a lot of customers don't realize is how important web hosting is. Um, and you'll notice this with WFML and WordPress and, you know, the and uh, when you have you have a lot of plugins and a lot of functionality, um, people have their websites hosted on these really inexpensive hosting companies and they run into problems because there's not enough memory, not enough storage. Um, and then, you know, they try to reach out to customer service and that's not available because you just don't get the great customer service you do when you invest in, uh, you know, a more uh, a hosting company that costs a little more money. Um, so I really, really recommend that people use, you know, managed WordPress hosting. Um, you know, it's going to be set up with everything that you need. It's going to cost a little bit more, but you're going to have way less downtime and way less issues, um, you know, with running your site and using things like WFML. Um, a couple other tips, definitely uh, making sure that you're doing backups for your website, making sure that you're keeping your themes and plugins up to date. Um, there's a great free service called Manage WP, um, and you can install that plugin, and then from their website, you can update the plugins and themes, you know, whenever you want and keep remote backup. So that's really great for making sure that, you know, if anything does go wrong, you've, you've got a backup of your website. Um, another thing we talked about just, you know, briefly before was, you know, if you're starting, you know, choosing the right theme, you know, making sure that, um, everything's going to be compatible moving forward. So, you know, doing your due diligence with that kind of stuff. Um, that makes a lot those of sense. Are probably some of the main tips. Thank you, Kyle. Patrick, I'm going to throw a question at you. I know you've worked on a, a few projects with, uh, with Kyle as well and some pretty intense WordPress sites. Um, what would you suggest to clients that, um, you know, from a project management viewpoint and translation, because um, just so our listeners understand, the way that that WPML plugin works is, it, you know, it sits on top of WordPress. And what it allows you to do is you have a really great dashboard in terms of all your resources, posts, pages, all your content types. And it keeps track of what's translated what's not translated, what's been modified. So it's really cool. You can do a quick little filtered search and say, hey, I'd like to look at everything that needs translation. You can push it to your translation provider. Or even if you have internal resources, let's say you have a distributor that handles one of the languages, you can push the task to them. So it's really cool for managing and maintaining that translation. Patrick, what tips do you have in terms of just managing the updates? So my biggest uh, tip for managing updates would be to try as hard as you can to not be editing while translations are in progress. We know it's not always possible, but that's the ideal circumstances. Um, and while it's not ideal, again, it can be done. We utilize translation memory, memory. So if you do make updates in the interim while we are translating, what's nice is we'll, you know, we'll push back the old page then you'll send the updated page and we'll only get the differential. So that's nice. Um, it just is super duper important to really have good version control and not be constantly sending the same things with minor tweaks, you know, set up a agreed upon interval if you can with your translation provider, you know, if it's weekly, monthly, daily for new jobs, 
Um, but ideally, you want to finish all jobs before sending new ones, but it's not the end of the world if you're not able to do that. Right, because you'll never get to a now WordPress and WPML can handle it, but you know it, it can get a little bit messy, and especially if you're doing a client review, it just adds a bunch of complication. But you hit on on a good point because I, I like that because here's the thing: so if you hire hire someone like Kyle to develop your site, and you know everybody wants to keep their site fresh and live, so it needs changes, it needs tweaks. That's really something that's important because then if you come back to Kyle and say. Hey, you know, we want to update some of the images. We kind of want to reskin or retheme the site. If the content is similar, by using the WPML plugin, your translation costs might be pretty minimal because anything that's being reused from a content piece kind of doesn't matter what Kyle does to the design. You're still going to get a lot of reuse out of the content that's already been translated, which is kind of a cool feature. Um, Kyle, just maybe changing directions, what is the absolute coolest WordPress site you've ever worked on? You don't have to mention the name of the client, but just maybe the functionality of it or something cool that you did that just your absolute favorite, favorite project you've worked on. I'd probably say the coolest website I've ever worked on was one where I used WooCommerce to build, um, you know, a store for them. Um, and they sell, um, branded t-shirts but WooCommerce itself just wasn't the right fit. Um, you know, I was able to use all the backend functionality, but on the front end, what they really needed to do was have it so that the visitor could choose, you know, like a brand, like a stencil, stuff like that, you know, to get printed on the shirt. Um, so they had to go and, you know, pick that print first um, and then go pick, you know, whatever shirt or, hat or pen you know they wanted to have that printed on and so i had to build the whole custom front end completely custom um so that it worked just for their business um and that's the great thing about wordpress it's there it's so flexible there's so many things you can do with it you know like even if say for example you wanted to run an um you know course you know teach uh, your courses and have online courses for your students uh, you know, you could use LearnDash, which is a great online platform. And but from there, you can do so much more. Um, you know, you've got full access to be able to modify and, and you know and change things um, in that with that plugin, but not you know directly in it. Um, WordPress has something called hooks and filters, which lets you you know alter the functionality or, or output um, of many different things without actually you know touching the core um, code base. So you can do so many unique things and, you know, change the way it's presented on the front of the website or, you know, add additional functionality to things. Um, and so that's one of the biggest things why I love WordPress It just, you know, like when you're first starting off, your needs might be small, but as your business grows, your needs are going to grow. And so WordPress just gives you that flexibility to, to just always be growing and, and, and meeting those needs. That's really great, Kyle, and I think I want to dig deeper on one of the points there. So if I understood you correctly, when you're talking about, you know, kind of the core being isolated, the reason that's important is because that means that WordPress updates won't break your site, right? Is that kind of the strength Absolutely. behind that? Absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool because that's the thing with a lot of these WCMS platforms is you have to be careful. If they have a major upgrade, it could totally break your site, right? 
Absolutely. So yeah, so you've got WordPress core and then you've got plugins which add additional functionality and the reason for that is because there's just no way that you could have a CMS that would do everything for everybody. Right. So you've got your, you know, your core code base and then um, you, know, you have plugins that add additional functionality for whatever you want to use, whether it's e-commerce or, you know, learning platform membership, um, you know, or, you know, a form. Uh, what, whatever it is that you need, and that way you're not, you know, bloating your website with, you know, every single thing that it could possibly do, right? Just like you've got WML if you want to use translations, or if you're, you know, you don't need that, you know, you would, just wouldn't install it. Um, and then even with WML, like there's so many things you can extend, um, you know, with WordPress hooks and filters from a from a code perspective to to add whatever additional functionality you need. So. Um, you know, for example, say you wanted to show, um, you know, a Spanish content block on a Chinese page. You, you technically could do that, um, you know, with, with hooks and filters, you know, modifying the way things are output from WML. So obviously that use case probably wouldn't be something you need, but just to give you an example of the flexibility that you have. So well, that's pretty amazing. Um... So, Kyle, Patrick, this is typically in our show where we go to key takeaways. But before we do that, again, taking advantage of the fact that Kyle's with us today. Kyle, any other tips before we move into um, our key takeaways? Anything else that we may have not covered that you think is important for a new WordPress user? Uh, biggest takeaways. I think we pretty much covered everything. I don't want to, you know, dig too deep from a developer perspective. I'd like to keep it, you know, a little bit light. Yeah, I think you're right um, so for the don't, beginning. Don't, that big, yeah, don't, the big, don't that conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So, all right, what's your biggest takeaway then, Kyle? What's the number one thing that you think is the most important uh, of all the tips that you've given today? I think the biggest takeaway is that WordPress is for everybody. Um, whether you're a blogger, you're an entrepreneur, you like you're you're an online coach, you're selling memberships, you know you're selling t-shirts or you're selling accounting services it doesn't really matter just wordpress is for everyone wonderful thank you yeah i i would agree it is amazing like in terms of projects i mean we've done some projects for some fortune 500 companies that are using wordpress as well as like the bakery down the street i think it's Absolutely. so cool that you can work at that level so patrick how about you what is your big takeaway from today so my biggest takeaway on our conversation today is that testing is super, super important. Like I said earlier, if imagine translating it to 10 languages, you want to only have the problem one time on the front end and solve it there rather than having 10 problems on the back end. And also, if at all possible, it's really important to get the experts involved as early as you can in the process, whether that's your translation experts or your development experts because they can give you some tips and best practices. They can kind of poke around your setup, your configuration, look for things that stand out to them, look for things that might make things more challenging down the road. So the earlier you can get them involved, the better. Great. And for me, I think I'm, I'm focusing on something Kyle mentioned, and I can say this firsthand because we still have a WordPress site, and WPML is phenomenal. But we did want to experiment with another service we're using. We're doing proxy site translation right now. So we wanted to experiment for this version of our site. It's WordPress, but we're using a proxy to serve up the translation. But WordPress is a phenomenal solution. But I know 
firsthand that you really need to choose a good host. <laughs> um, and we obviously want to stay agnostic, but there's some really good WordPress hosts out there that help you to do a staging site as well as a production site so you can do good backups and push your updates from staging to production. And we're currently on one of those, and um, uh, it makes a world of difference if you're ever having issues. So that would be my takeaway. I'm uh, uh, reiterating something that Kyle mentioned. I thought that was a really, really good point. So for this episode of Translation Confidential, I want to thank you, Kyle, for joining us today. Very informative material. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And thank you. And uh, we'll sign off. This is Peter, Patrick, and Kyle signing off. And until next time, uh, thanks for joining this episode of Translation Confidential.